Hey kings, hey queens, this is the Absolute Queen. Today is Sunday, October 10th, 2021. Thanks for listening. Okay, so, um, this is, as I said, um, my spiritual abuse story that I am finishing up. Um, I think it's rather fitting to do that, um, right now, because we're actually, this is, um, marking one year, um, for the podcast, for the, (laughs) something that I just thought I was just going to be doing, um, to journal me applying to law school when God just, (laughs) he kind of transformed me, um, with me being transparent and listening to what he was doing as he's uh, uh, changing things in my life. Um, he truly, truly changed a lot. Um, as I'm sharing, um, different things that I went through. Um, so this, uh, is going to be the last bit that I'm sharing with, you know, the continuation, but it's going to be like the final installment of the story, but not the topic. Um, because I just truly believe that there is a lot of people, um, that are believers that have, they have had this happen to them and we need to talk about it. And I think for the most part, um, the body of Christ is talking about it. And then there's some other stuff within the body of Christ that needs to be talked about, period. Um, within the church, the things that's going on. Um, but that's another podcast for another day. Um, but as far as like the spiritual abuse, um, what I've been seeing them saying, and me and one of my sister friends have been discussing this is they've been calling it church hurt, which just my initial reaction on hearing that just doesn't seem right. Um, and maybe it's, I just have this different definition, but before I go into talking about that, I'm actually, you know, going to seek God and, um, actually going to pray about that and let him like show me his Holy Spirit, show me Um, really a difference. I've seen some videos and they explain it, but I even want to be careful and test, uh, test that continuously with, you know, and just, um, make sure. But even though this is going to be the last segment of my story, um, as I was saying, it's not going to be the end of the topic because I truly, truly mean, think that as the body of Christ, we do need to keep it, keep you know, to talk about it, know about it, not be afraid to mention it, um, and then seek God's word on what we should be doing instead of what has been going on and we've been keeping it quiet. Um, but that's going to be more when I do continue the recovery, um, just more information about spiritual abuse. Um, so this whole topic is not going away <laughs> at all. And it's not even going to be a bonus. It's going to just be a regular, regular episode topic. But 
this is uh, a bonus episode because it's the story. And um, I think, where did I leave off? Um, oh, the, the struggle with uh, the hair thing. So I was talking about the hair thing. Um, that whole struggle. Um, but God did get my money back. I think I, I mentioned that in the last one. So, I think what happened after that, um, a lot of this is a blur. Not a blur, but I don't really remember most of the details and stuff because of, you know, the healing that God has given me. It's only like, I think, and I think I just want to talk about just some key points that I do remember. And if I can remember some details, go into it. But if not, um, you know, just move on. Um... Because, you know, during this time where I'm at right now, currently in real life, um, actually, this is the weekend that I've been going to this uh, conference. And I actually want to talk more, even in this episode, about that conference and the experience. And I and I truly believe it. And this is why I'm telling my um, spiritual abuse, finishing up my spiritual abuse now. Because being at this conference has truly, truly... Um, I just felt so many confirmations, but I will save that all for when I talk about the conference, um, when I finish this story. So, um, back to the story. I have to keep myself on track. (laughs) So, uh, back to the story. We, um, well, not we, um, well, yeah, I was talking to my brother. I think after that whole fiasco with the hair thing, it was this one particular time during that time. I was speaking with my brother, and um, he uh, lived around here, so he was out and about, and then he was like, hold on, D, that's what he called me, Um, and he gave me the phone, and I'm like, hello, hello, and then all of a sudden, I hear something, and um, all of a sudden, my brother was like, I hear him say, how you ain't going to be, you know, how you not going to talk to your sister? How you ain't going to talk to you? You've been knowing her for so long. And then he was like, Didi, she said she can't talk to you. She can't associate. I think she used the word associate. She can't associate with me. And to be honest, it did not, um, I wasn't like bitter about it. It didn't like hurt me in, in a sense where I was just like really, really like bitter. I didn't even get mad about it because at that particular moment, I think even before that, when before I left, like I feel like uh God had protect you know, had prepared me um for it and like prepared my heart to have it to deal with that because it was like it was either I stay in that church and choose you know, keeping those relationships intact because I'm going there or I leave and then I know what's going to happen next. They're not going to talk to me because the person said so. So I chose them not talking to me because I needed to get my relationship with Christ right. And I felt like being there was interfering with it. I wasn't growing in the relationship with him. Um, and things were just, it wasn't going right. It, it, you know, like my mom said, when I left it, you, it doesn't hurt to praise God. And it was starting to 
like I was starting to dread it like we uh, we weren't growing anymore at least me I wasn't growing anymore I wasn't uh, I was getting it just really felt um what's the word I'm looking for I think I think when I get done with this story and I start going into more of what more detail on what spiritual abuse is and some of the resources that I actually had to go through but I'm going a little ahead of the story so um not gonna do that she um like I said she wasn't gonna talk to me and so you know I was alone I didn't have anyone um to talk about this stuff about and but what I did do I tried to pray I tried to uh go into local assemblies but that didn't kind of work out because I'm like I said I'm, I'm I was going through so much that they weren't able to understand the things that I was going through um you know so eventually you know I didn't have that support um so I think it, I'm trying to remember at that time I think eventually, because I still was trying to pray a little bit, um, especially with the with her not talking to me. I was praying for them, you know, just a little kid's prayer, like just God protect them, keep them, all that stuff. Um, and then eventually, like I said, like I was getting ready to say, they did come out. They did um, stop going. Um, she actually reached out to me, you know, apologize. Um, for the whole not speaking to me and stuff and and that was good you know that that was good that she was able to um admit admit that um and I think once she left other people the rest of them left too except for one um but it uh, you know, it was good that she probably stayed because it was some confirmation, you know, things that I needed to see. And by her staying, um, I let her go into the detail about that, about her staying, um, made, made things a little bit clear. So when they all left, um, they were living around here, but eventually because they had kids and stuff, they ended up moving away. So I still didn't have any support. So I really, really was isolated. And because I was in that church and I didn't, um, I was hurt and wounded and empty. Um, I was off for the pickings for the enemy um, because of the use of the scripture and the use of prayer in that church was more of a weapon and it wasn't it wasn't correctly in the right lens now we can um whatever we ask we you know as long as it's in his word um he will help us but our prayers to me was being critique where it just didn't seem like it was we were learning to talk to use our prayers to talk and fellowship and commune with God it was more it was really really heavy heavy spiritual warfare um 
kind of in the, to me, kind of spooky. It was kind of spooky spiritual warfare, like that kooky things that I'm starting to see that doesn't seem right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, where the enemy is always like, where just really spooky is some stuff in the body of Christ that's been going that's like it that she was just saying and doing and really was interrupting on how um I would pray because when I was praying I felt I was feeling like back then that my prayers are being critiqued so it was really really hard for me to pray and then because we were in that that group it was really really hard for me to even read his word um because of the voice of condemnation and some of the scriptures um, that later on I found out that a lot of abusive groups use the same scripture. And honestly, I don't think that the same, the scriptures that they were using, that she was using was done on purpose. I honestly think spiritual abuse is a spirit. It's a manipulative spirit. It's um, it's used by the enemy to divide the body of Christ and to try to come against his church. So we really have to, that's why I wanted, we have to continue to talk about it on how we're going to combat it um, and how we're going to show love to people who have been in the battlefield and been, been through this so that the enemy can't have his way and have his clutches. So, um, like I said, going to them assemblies, not having that support, not being able to like really read his word and have that joy that I used to have. It wasn't good. You know, sin just was running, running rampant, um, in my life, like really bad. (laughs) And honestly, um, I know that God, um, he's faithful. Like even, even during that time, he, he, he still calls you. He doesn't, you like that, uh, what is that parable with the 99 and he leaves the 99 to go after one. I felt like he was doing that with me and I know he was doing it with my sisters too. Um, and I'm so thankful that he he just always seems to talk to my heart and was slowly but surely guiding me back to him. It took time because of, and he is the one that really had to heal me. And that's why I know no one else can um, take the credit. I know that the supernatural healing came from God. Um, and him working on me and showing me um and not letting me uh drown in um darkness um in my mind and in my heart um like I said he was show slowly showing me that like he was yeah he was he before he dealt with my sin um because I always knew I was a sinner. I was actually, when I was in the spiritual abuse, I was overwhelmed by it. I thought I was condemned going 
to hell. There's no hope for me. That's when I... When I say that my heart was engulfed with darkness and my mind was engulfed with darkness, I just thought it was... The enemy was trying to tell me there was no hope. But even with this weekend of being at that conference, I'm constantly, even back then, that Jesus is my hope. And I'm so glad that his Holy Spirit, he didn't leave us alone. When people leave you, when people in the church leave you, we have a hope in Jesus. We have, he is our hope. He didn't leave us alone as orphans. And when, even when we can't read that word, the Holy Spirit will bring some of those little nuggets. He will get them through because that's what happened. He got some of those nuggets through to me where it wasn't that condemning voice. It was, it was, a, it was a, a still voice. I can't remember. Oh, he said, I remember... Holy Spirit bringing my remembrance the one thing that I used to was think, thinking and I was holding on to is that those that have been in his hands cannot be snatched out of it and it, that kept coming to me and I was just thinking like you know and his patience and um you know him calling and 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 and, and uh, talking, speaking to my heart, and just uh, bringing me back. But he he knew. You see, he knows. He knew and knows <laughs> still what's in my heart. He knew what I was dealing with then, so he started there um, and was bringing back those scriptures. Um, about the spiritual abuse stuff that he was trying to warn me about beforehand to get me out of there so I wouldn't get so badly bruised um, and so hurt. But I wasn't listening. <laughs> See, he brought that stuff back up. And then he, he showed me about the whole spiritual abuse and just really was giving me detail. And then... Most important, he was showing other people that had gone through it and was was dealing with it to show me that you aren't alone in this. There are other people who have gone through this. Um, and he, you know, and how he helped heal them and some of the tactics that was being used. Like I said, some of those scriptures had to be retaught to me um, on how they were being twisted. Um, so now, you know, that, that stuff had to take place and he was doing it slowly but surely. Um, it, it was things that he was leading me to, to read and to watch and to listen, um, you know, for information that he was bringing to, um, bringing to me. Like I said, um, to help me understand about it. And, um, you know, and 
like I said, it was, I still struggled at that time to pray, but I was being able to pray about, um, I was able to just cry out to him and call on his name. That was one scripture that stayed with me. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord, you know, shall be saved. So I was able to just at least cry out to him, Abba, Father, um, you know, and I didn't understand everything that I was going through. Um, I didn't understand the purpose. I understand now. There's this scripture that I, back then I didn't even think I even knew it in 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 my heart. But it's I know it now. It says it was it's a good thing that I was afflict, uh, afflicted. Um. That way I know your law. That way I know your word. It's in me, and it's precious. His word is precious. Um, from what I went through, I am very careful on who I let speak into my life. Very careful. That's why I didn't even rush when I got out. Um, and when I, 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 it's like, I didn't rush going back into a church. Um, regardless of the things that I was going through and some of the, um, sin that I got entangled in, um, I, I, you know, God had to work on me, he had to heal me, um, he had to work on my heart and, and the things that I struggled with, but, you know, I, honestly, I think it's good that I did not go back into a church, because just with the ones that I did experience when I tried to, because it's not like, um, I just gave up um, meeting with the church. I really like, I went through a period where I was just like, I just can't. Because I just felt like an outcast. I felt alone. I felt like I could not relate to believers uh, in inside local um that goes to church every week and they didn't go through what I went through. I just felt like I couldn't relate to him. Um, he didn't understand what I was going through. Um, and I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad God, you know, gave me that time. I truly think he, he his grace, <laughs> he gave me grace um, for him to heal me and to work, like I said, to work on my heart, show me the sin, because I'll be lying. He's, his word says, not you know, we um, we all have gone astray. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I was just not sinning. That just doesn't make any sense to say things like that. Um, but he. Slowly but surely, he worked on me. He was helping me. And so, um, you know, uh, I think, I think I said, like I said, uh, the rest of the girls left, but one didn't. Um, and then eventually I ran into her, right? I was at the farmer market and I saw her and then I found out, um, that, the um our little assembly was no more she was the only person there 
eventually, and then I don't know if other people was in and out or whatever, but eventually when it was just her being there, eventually it just shut down altogether. I think the person decided she shut it to shut it down. And so, um, when me running into her, I was finding out what was going on with her, and then I think, um, looking back, I can't remember why I, um, said that we need to get together and talk and stuff, and I think I I recently moved over where I'm living at now, and I just end up having them all come to my house to hear, so... I don't know what I called it, the fellowship at the time. Um, you know, and I was talking to them. And even with me sharing them, sharing with them, and we sharing things that we went through and that we were struggling with and um, how we was felt, it was good for us to get that stuff out. But even then, with us being hurt, I could tell, and I think that we we weren't healed all the way so it was good for us to get it out but I you know after a while um you we still need to get healed from God to be able to make it productive make it um to be able to be of use <laughs> um and to 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 be able to um what's the word I'm looking for um not have bitterness in us um I think when we were all got together um I don't know if it was I know we had we we, we might have struggled I know I, I I was struggling with the forgiveness like um, and the anger, like with my head, yeah, forgive, but the anger was there. And I think, um, and I think we even said that, but like I said, God, he, he is great. You know, he, he, he showed his, his grace upon us, um, and just gave us time to like process this stuff and to heal us of this stuff and to even through our struggles, you know, even through my struggle, um, during that time, like I said, this was a long period. Um, I think when I talked to them, when we all met at my house and had pizza and, and talked through this stuff, it was therapeutic. I will give, I will say that I needed that because I hadn't been able like, I was able to talk to my, my mom and my brother and stuff, but they ain't going to hear that. But being able to at least get one good session, <laughs> which we had several sessions separate, maybe on the phone with each other and stuff, but be able for all of us to come together and be able to have that session to, to, to um, air this stuff out and to speak about it and to know that... This isn't in our head and our imagination. This, these things happen, um, and we were seeing stuff. So that was good. I think it was the beginning of the step for us to admit it. 
Um, I think I mentioned this, that there is this book that I want to um, go over as a part of me, you know, keeping the spiritual abuse um, topic up on this podcast. But I want to focus after I, you know, finish this story um, episode. The next thing is to get into the details about spiritual abuse, how it happened, how can it happen, what can we do, how to get healing, how to pray, um, you know, what does the Bible say about it, what does God say about it, and, um, and, you know, how do, you know, how, what, what are some resources that we can actually, um, use to help I know I went through a lot of resources I read a lot of stuff um I think I was telling you guys that earlier um uh, one that I did read that I actually bought again I actually bought it so I can have it because I think I want to use that book too um I already mentioned um I think it was the religious um I'm actually going to go over that book, so I'm not even going to try to wreck my brain thinking the title. But the one that did help me was back then, which I just recently purchased, so I can talk more about it on this uh, podcast, um, is The Subtle Sign of... uh, The Subtle... I think it's called The Subtle... Something of spiritual abuse. The subtle sign or the subtle something of spiritual abuse. Something like that. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> That's the beauty of a uh, podcast. When I can't think of something, I can just throw it in the show notes. Um, but anyway. Um, God, moral of the story. Um, God, during that time, just, you know, slowly, slowly healed me. And, and worked on me through my struggles, um, and everything. And it just started with me, I think, when I was able to talk to them and actually get these thoughts out. Um, and then also just healing on, um, I think, you know, after speaking with them from, cause I think that was in 2011, So, after that, I think I started reading a little even more stuff about spiritual abuse and and understanding it. And, um, I think over the years, I was starting to be able to get more into God's Word. Um, I did still struggle with things that I know, um... As God leads me to share more on those uh, topics, I will. Um, But, um, yeah, it was from 2013 to, I would say... When the, you know, from God working on me slowly, it took, say, 2013, um, well, I would say 2011 
from where I knew I still had hurt and um, was still angry all the way to uh, 2017 because the other times I would see her and I wouldn't say one word, couldn't, because I was still hurt, still had that bitterness, couldn't even go up to her. But where I knew God was starting to work on me and change, he like, like I said, he did it slowly by slowly. Slowly I was able to get into his word, slowly I was able to listen to it. I think what happened with me, I'm going to be honest. God worked some things in my life where I had to get the word in me. Um, Even if I couldn't read it, he made a way where he had circumstances. I ain't going to go into the detail on the the situation that was happening um, yet because it wasn't involved me. It involved other people, and I don't want to put them out there like that. But it was something that was going on with someone close to me um, that I had to... Because I knew the word was, I know it's powerful, but it was because of the block of me even struggling to get the word in me too, because of what I was going through, I, um, I don't know how I saw, they had this DVD where you can play the word on DVD in your car, where they just read the Bible, and I never, like, that was like something that was like, to me, it's not unheard of now, but back then it just seemed like, wow, that's unheard of. I never seen the word on, you know, CDs and DVDs and stuff. And it was even on the screen where it was reading it on a DVD screen. And now that I'm thinking we're in 2021, I got the word on my app. We didn't even, I didn't even have, you know, you got the word on your phone and I got this app and stuff. So I was starting to just listen to the word. And I'm thinking when I did that, you know, because I got it, I'm thinking I'm doing it for that person. But now that I look back on it at that time, it helped me. It truly was helping me. It's funny. As I, I didn't think of it back then, but it was truly helping, um, helping healing me, just hearing the word. And there's a scripture and there it says faith comes by hearing the word of god um and and i think that's what i experienced and so i was getting more faith my faith was starting to get more built up and i was feeling you know, I was able to start to even pray more. More of the word I was getting, I was starting to even pray, and then slowly but surely, I was starting to even just read more stuff um, in the word. I'm starting to be able to actually open my Bible up and read it. Um, slowly but surely, just little baby steps, um, and it wasn't a struggle. And then eventually, like I said, 2017, yeah. So that was what, and this is, 
I don't, like I said, I don't know when I got healed. It could have been before that time, but I know when I realized it. When I realized I am healed is when I ran into that person again and I saw them and I didn't want to run away. No, I actually went up to them, said hi and everything. Did they admit that what they did? No, they did not. But it's okay. I'm still praying for reconciliation. But I knew from that moment that I was healed. And even now, that was a while ago even then, the person that I was in 2017 is different than the person that's speaking to you right now because now I know before, I wasn't even thinking about going into God's church and going back. Now, I'm, I know that I can I, um, I'm like, you know, this has been the conference weekend. Um, so I'm going to give some detail about that. Um, in the next segment, well, next couple of segments, give you some more detail on how that, how the whole conference went. Um, I think when I record the last one, it's, it's, the other ones, I'm just gonna, you know, I just let it, just let it play. Um, but yeah, I know I'm really over, but it's okay. I needed to, to get that out. So I don't know. I um, I just know God. Like my favorite scripture. Um, God will continue to do the work. This is a journey. We just got to seek him. He comes after us and we got to respond. And I'm just thankful he didn't give up on me. He didn't just leave me. I'm thankful. I'm thankful he healed me. I'm thankful he didn't make me say, you know what? You know, to have that same mindset. Because I can't say I didn't have it because I did. To say, you know what? I'm not going back into that church whatever. Any church. Period. (laughs) I'm glad in 2021, he has worked on my heart so much that I understand the messiness that can be in the church. But it's no longer... Um, because of what I know God has done and healed in me that um, and taught me and shown me and protect me that he's calling me back in there into his into his church that he is the head of the pastor is not the head of it pastor is on the same level he may he may have um, leadership and guidance, but he, the God is ultimately the head of his church. So, um, yeah, I, I know that, you know, he's calling me back in there. So I'm probably going to talk more about that once it actually happened. I haven't gone back yet. Um, and just to let you guys know, it's been a really, really long time. <laughs> it's been 
oh, maybe 10 years. I'm thinking, thinking it's been 10 years. I've been here for 10 years and I think it was only one time. So maybe a tiny bit under 10 years, but it's been, if not 10 years, almost 10 years. Um, definitely more than five. I know that. Um, I may have stepped in the church for a wedding, <laughs> but as far as like the church service and stuff like that, so it's been a minute, but I'll get more detail about that. Um, when I do go, there is some churches, um, that the Lord has been leading me to go and some that he actually used someone to actually invite me to. So, um, I'm going to take up that invitation because I did get confirmation too that I need to go. So just don't know when so much stuff that I'm be doing that I be procrastinating and I need to not do that. (laughs) But, um, I am going to pretty much end this segment. This is the conclusion of, you know, that, um, my spiritual abuse story, you know, like I said, I can't remember all of the details. So I think this is fitting to just end it here. And as I talk more about this topic, if the Holy Spirit brings something up, um, for me to share, I'm definitely, you know, going to share, but I think it's more important to start talking about healing and recovery. And there's this new topic that people are, that I noticed, what year was that? 2019. Um, well, I don't think I noticed the term until last year, 2020 about deconstructing and people have been you know I've been I listened to this other podcast where they were talking about that stuff and so along with uh, the term church hurt that's going out I'm also going to look more into this, this deconstructing thing especially since I'm going back into the body of Christ and stuff well the local assembly I I'm God can't, you can't get snatched out of his hand. And once you're in, implanted in his body, um, you can't, but I do need to be connected with the local body. So that's what I'm going to be, um, discussing too. So, um, I said I was going to get off of here and then I started rambling again. So for real this time, I am definitely going to end this segment. Um, but I am going to continue on, um, you know, talk to you guys. I'm going to come back and talk to you about the conference this weekend and some of the confirmation God was uh, speaking to me about. So if you have some time, come back, pause it, and then come back when you can and, and listen some more about that. So I will be back.
Okay, um, it's been a minute. Normally, I would have notes and know what I'm going to talk about and all that. Um, but this is truly, truly right now uh, a journal, like a podcast journal, because I'm just speaking as I'm led right now. Um, I'm currently, I'm at the break for it, but I've been attending today because um, I took a personal day from work um, because I knew I was going to attend this conference. I didn't know if I was going to actually go to Indianapolis. I believe that's where it's at. Or if I was going to do um, the, uh, you know, uh, live stream. All I, all I know is, might have been in July sometimes, I was listening to, I've been listening to a lot of moody radio since July, which is really, God has really used that radio station to minister to, minister to me. So you're probably going to hear me mention more about that um, in future episodes. But anyway, I was listening to uh, moody radio sometime beginning of July, maybe end of August. I'm not quite sure. And they were talking about Deborah. And as I'm thinking about this, this is really, really fitting because my this podcast that God, for some odd reason, I didn't know that it was God that was doing this, is actually coming up on a year of me doing this. And the person that I was a year ago is totally different. Transformation. And that, that just gets me back into this Re, um, this conference that I'm at now people who know me especially my sisters um, who were with me at that church um, which I, I'm definitely this weekend I'm going to finish that story I'm, it may even be included in this episode I'm not quite sure but anyway they know I don't do conference and a lot of the stuff that most Christians do um but when I was listening that day and they were she was talking about the prophetess Deborah in the Bible um judges judges uh four and five if you don't know what I'm talking about take a listen to that um it was this you know this this uh ministry called revive our hearts and i just felt like as she was um speaking about it i just felt like she was speaking to me um she was just saying deborah deborah and and i just felt like man is she speaking to me but i think i was feeling that maybe 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 my sisters need to hear this too now that i'm actually just going just finished the first session they definitely definitely need to listen to this i'm so glad i did the live stream because it's it should be available for until december 31st so i'm gonna try to let them know they are free if they want to to listen to this because i really think they should i feel like they should even back then when i was listening to that broadcast i felt like the one about Deborah, I felt like they needed to go with me, that we needed to go in person and listen. But it didn't work out that way. And then as I prayed, because I, I sent it to them 
uh, via text, you know, the link and everything. Um, I think even with the the message that I listened, and one of my sisters was like, she felt that this was something for me. Um, and I truly, truly believe that maybe it was meant for me to listen to it first um, and then tell them, no, I think you guys should need to listen to it too because it's just so many confirmations. And it's just like, the name of it is called Revive 20, um, 21, 2021. Um, and they do a conference every year, but this year is about grounded. And the whole thing is grounded. And the first session has just been truly, truly amazing. The first was Grounded in Christ. And um, I'll probably include some of those scriptures just so you can get that in you. And then the other one was just being in his presence, grounded in the presence of God. And it's just, it just, it just truly, truly blew my mind. And just like really, oh man, it's just been just confirmation and just, I know God is doing something just powerful, like, with all of us. Um, so I could just tell you the, um, the scripture that I believe they're using. Um, just in case you're not able to get to those, uh, notes, um, in the, uh, show notes. It is Colossians, so I'm, when the conference is over, because we're going to be coming back about 5 o'clock, so I got a little less than 30 minutes, um, and I'm definitely going to spend some time in Colossians, because th- that's the, the theme, but I believe it's Colossians 1.23, um, so I am going to share that. Time here. Colossians, where are you? Here we go. So Colossians 1.23. And I'm gonna start because I love to start. You know how I am. Um the context. So I'm gonna start at verse 19. Cause and in my little Bible it says that this is they um, summarize the theme is reconciled in Christ. So I'm going to start at verse 19 for chapter 1 of Colossians. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. And this is this key verse that this conference is is pretty much, I guess it's the theme. And it's really powerful and powerful. It's just helping me think about a lot. Okay, so, in reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, 
grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Man, man, it, that's just like, but I know I'm supposed to listen to this, and um, I'm just thankful for God for everything um, that he has done and just the transformation. And I know he's going to continue. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, I think it's Philippians 1, 6. That he will continue the good work. Um, until. Let me go there. Because it just popped in my. Philippians Because as long as I'm taking you, probably already there. Um, 1 6. I believe it's Philippians 1 6. I'm using a new Bible. I bought a whole bunch of Bibles. Like, a lot of new ones that I didn't have before. I might start using some of those to. Well, I'm doing that right now. Um. My other Bible, nothing's wrong with it. Like it's not falling apart because I, it was really expensive. So it's it's uh, made with some really really good material. It's except for the cover. The cover is one of those. It got the little fake leather. Um, and I didn't had it for a while though, over ten years. So it's starting to peel. On everything and it was starting to get on my nerves doing that um, so I put a cover over it so I could still use it but um, I just felt I think I was like leading me to just buy other um, translations here we go let's see where is it 1798 okay I was in the vicinity. 98. Okay. As long as it took me. I hope this is actually the scripture I'm remembering. Um, Philippians... Yes, thankfulness and prayer. And then I'm going to start at verse 3. I thank 
I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing. This verse 6 is my favorite. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it, and I'm going to continue on. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the first, I mean, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. So, I'm just excited. Because <laughs> I just, I feel like this is one of those, um, crossroad moments I'm having right now. And I just wanted to record it. So, got 15 minutes so I am going to end right here. Probably won't be the end of the episode, so I hope you continue. But I just wanted to just record um, in the moment as I'm at this conference and just my, my thoughts. And I'm just excited for the second session. Maybe I'll come back and um, share that or share just my whole thoughts you know after I spend some time alone with God's words after everything in it I don't know I'll just I'm learning now because I hadn't recorded in a while I'm learning even more so about just leaning not to my own understanding and to just get along with God and spend some time with him and um just be led by his spirit and sometimes I mean just getting along with him and, and seeing what he's saying. And that's for one of the things that was in this um, session was about that. Just, you know, um, getting his presence. I mean, it's a precious, precious thing. So um, we're going to um, we're going to uh, we're going to end here. This session, this uh, this little um, segment. So. Hopefully, I'll be back with more from the conference. If not, I'll get give a little wrap-up update, maybe in, in a future episode. You guys be blessed. Okay, that was day um, one of the um, conference. I think I'm just going to... Um, journal about this because it's just so many um 
confirmations left and right for the most part. One little part when they threw something in there about Christmas, so, you know. And that was the only time when the stream, like, shut down. I think I posted, because it's an app, I posted on the app, uh, can somebody please let me know that I turned it down and everything, and which was like, can somebody please tell me when this part is over? I don't celebrate Christmas. And after that, it just totally went down. <laughs> I don't know if, if it was just on my part that, and I'm like, thank you. Because it's like, I didn't want to, like, it, it just really felt torture for me. Like, it just really did. So, but anyway, was able to get through that part. And then we were back to the normally um, schedule. And um, like I said, confirmations left and right. Um, <clears throat> I know I'm telling, and I, it, the one confirmation, I think I mentioned this when I was talking about the first session, um, I may have it, I don't think I did, but anyway, I got a confirmation even more so about community, I think I was talking about the spiritual abuse, but, um, the community she was talking about the church and being grounded in community which is pretty much she was talking about being grounded in the church and she mentioned hebrews 10 24 25 you know don't forsake assembly and i know a lot of church people like to put that out there to try to get people to come back into the fold but i think we need to and i probably said this before we really, really, especially with the pandemic happening and churches were forced to shut down. Like, they did it. They complied. They shut down. And I honestly think it was because God allowed that too. And I honestly think, and I'm not saying because God's church is bigger than your little local church on the corner. We, as his people, are the church. And just as in Revelations, um, he, there were seven churches. He rebuked five. He told them the good stuff they did, but he did tell five of them um, the stuff that wasn't pleasing to him and what he had against them. There was only two churches that he did not rebuke. And I honestly think the shutting down as a whole most churches like the, the stuff that happened last year is a reflection like we really need to um think about that like what is Jesus trying to say and even looking in revelations I guess it's two and three the stuff that he's saying about those five churches is those some things that we may be guilty of? And I include myself in that because, like I said, even though I wasn't, I'm not, I haven't been going to the local church, I'm still in his church. We cannot be snatched out of his hand. He knows who belongs to him. And I told my story, I'm not quite finished with it, but listening and, and, and being a part of this conference, even, even confirmation, even more 
um, that God is calling me back to even the local body of people that I don't even know, but he's connected. He's going to connect me to some of those people. I always have sisters in Christ that I always connect with always. Um, but God wants, I believe he's, he wants to connect me with a local body. And I'm just asking him, he, he actually, um, then revealed some, because I got a couple of invitations to some people to join, to not join, but um, to come to their church. One of this lady at my job, she invited me to come, so I am definitely going to come. And then um, I've been listening to Moody Radio, and this, one of the shows that I've been listening to in the morning time that really is inspiring me, giving me a lot of joy. I was going to visit his church. I found out he's a pastor. So I know it's God that's sending me um, back into the fold, but I'm glad that I was out. I'm glad that I didn't go for all those years. It's, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't been in a church. Um, let's see. Oh, it's probably been, uh, if not 10 years, a little less than that, but I'm thinking it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. And you know what? It's good that I was afflicted. It's good the things that I went through. And it's good that I sat out because I was deeply hurt and wounded in the church that I came from. And if I would have just, and I tried. Well, that's, I'm, that's going into my story. I know even more confirmation with her talking about community and being grounded in community, um, which I do definitely believe is definitely important. So I'm glad that even when God pulled me out of a physical local church, he kept me grounded in the community. It was with the believers that I, we, we end up scattering because, but we didn't, we, we, um, just wasn't going to a church together, but we, some kind of way we kept in contact with each other because I'm going to be honest, when I did try right after I left, and I'm going to talk more about this, when I tried to go back into church, they just couldn't understand where I was coming from, the hurt that I experienced. And I think that it's a lot of people that is like me. And they're, they're saying even now, this is one of the things she was mentioning in her session, and I pray that she would be able to understand this. Some people aren't coming in there because they may have been deeply hurt, and the pandemic, they probably wanted to stop going from the get-go because they've been hurt, and the pandemic gave them, a, and not an excuse, but probably some of them, um, to, not, to not go anymore. It Like, um, they was being guilt, they felt probably guilty from um, going to church like they were going out of guilt and with it shutting down now they're used to not going so they can't make they can't get back in there and so um but I know that's not me my that's my time is up from that I believe God is leading me back um into his local body but I think he's leading me back um to share my experience because we all come from different walks of life um, and we can get complacent. We can get used to, you know, people coming to Christ in a certain kind of way. Cookie, uh, what this lady used to always say, 
cookie cutter Christian and we're all different. And I think if we're going to be the hospital, she was mentioning that too. Um, you know, that his church is, we have to be able to understand where people are coming from. Um, and not just throw a scripture out there. His word is definitely true, but we definitely have to understand the spirit behind that scripture. Not, um, you know, we got to understand what the spirit is saying. Um, and even with 10:24 Hebrews 10:24, when I read that, I get more from it saying about stirring up the love part, that part. <laughs> um, but instead of the assembly together, like the purpose of meeting together is to stir up the love. I have to actually read that because it really, when she was talking about that session, it really stood out. Um, and when she got on that, let's see here. I am. I always read it um, with the rest of the scripture. So I'm going to start at 19 because that's where my paragraph is at. Hold fast your confession. I'm reading the New King James um, Version. This is Hebrews 10, 19, and I'm going to read through 25th. I might go into the 26th. But therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So it seems to me that the purpose of not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together um, is one, to stir up love and good works. And then also for us to lift one another up, up and exhort um, one another. Um, and if it doesn't seem like the purpose of us to go to search assembling one and assembling with one another is so we can do it by row, like so we could just do, you know, going to church, listen to the choir, sing, listen to a word, forget what we heard, and go out and live the same way we've been and not love like 
because we're used to it because we go in there and we're, we're robots like and no transformation love support community so I definitely understand that and I think um, with the whole pandemic that and with the stuff being shut down and we all having the opportunity um, to actually spend some alone time with God and actually um, get a relationship with him to help us when we come together in community. Because how are we going to be able to love each other in the community and love one another? Like he said, if we aren't spending time with him. That was another thing. I think it was in the last session where she was talking about that. They, you know, it was moments in there, particularly Jesus. Because I noticed that Jesus used to always have to get along by himself in the mountain away from the people. And I kind of feel like... um, even even though um, being away from the local community because of the hurt, because of the spiritual abuse, it wasn't all roses. And I'm definitely, the whole, this whole, you know, the second session of the um, conference definitely um, was confirmation to finish that story so I'm definitely gonna do that um and um I'm thinking if I'm gonna finish it you know in a separate segment or a separate episode I don't know um so we, I heard about that. I got, you know, that was one speaker. And then another speaker, which he'll be speaking tomorrow, his name is Chris Brooks. I'm actually going to say his name because his theme, the entire theme is all grounded. So grounded in. And um, the uh, other sessions was grounded in, I think, Christ. Grounded in Christ. That was the first speaker. Second speaker was grounded in the presence of God. And that made up the first session. And then the second session, what I just got to talking about, grounded in the community. The church, pretty much, she was talking about. And Chris was grounded in hope. And this is confirmation for me because um, it might have been a few weeks ago. Um, and this was after I felt God wanted me to be a part of this conference. Um, but I kept seeing hope everywhere. Like it was just in my, um, Holy Spirit kept bringing it to me. And I ended up buying some cups and stuff because, you know, I was feeling led. Like I'm going Amazon and I see hope, these hope cups and these visions and stuff. And then I'm walking outside in the morning time. And this somebody had this big old thing. And the only word I I walked that path all the time and I never noticed it. And it was it's no way they had to just put that up. 
and then and then most of the time I'm walking I'm walking on the other side but this particular morning I just I don't know what caused me to cross the street but I for some odd reason had to cross the street and I'm I crossed the street and right there on that side big old sign hope on the door and it's, it was on the door and it's like I with me my hope is Jesus he's the hope um and even with the pandemic, they were talking about hope, giving us hope. And, you know, this year, 2021, I just, even in the beginning, my hope, I've been just getting that reminder that my hope is in Jesus and nothing else. It just has to be in Jesus. And so with this whole conference, it's just, just confirmation. Um, so I definitely wanted to make sure I mentioned that, um, that tomorrow is the last day of it. I think they're going to have two sessions as well. And um, Pastor Chris is going to be speaking tomorrow. I think about God's word to be because uh, we have a schedule. So um, I think I'm just going to, you know, like I said in the beginning, just tell my thoughts of this whole, you know, whole thing, what God is saying, just raw initial reaction. Um, and I know I'm, I need to get back to voice journaling. That's what I'm calling this, voice journaling. So, because um, I feel like I, I didn't fell off, but um, it's good to reflect sometimes and, and to pull back a little bit but that's all I wanted to mention um I just had those two confirmation about you know Jesus being my hope and being our hope and then about um going back into the church so I'm definitely wanted to make sure you you all know about that keep me lifted in prayer and um I'm going to give more on that, like once I do do it, um, tell you how it went and everything. And um, also, I'm really thinking that you're going to hear the, not even a continuation, the conclusion (laughs) of the whole um, spiritual abuse uh, story time thing Um, in this, in this episode. because it's going to be the last one. I think this should be a little different because this is kind of fitting because not only is the, if this is this episode is like the year anniversary of this whole voice journal, audio journal. Um, it, this is the last story, you know, story time kind of episode. So it's, it's a little special because after this, I'll probably be talking about me being back into fellowship um, with the local body. Because, like I said, things are so different now. And I know it's because of God, his transforming power. He is awesome. And he is worthy to be praised. Yahshua Hamashiach. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, um, I don't know how long. I didn't, didn't want to record that long. Um, but no, not that long. I usually go longer. So I'm just going to end it right here. And, um, 
I will continue because the conference is not over and I wanted to journal about this and then I'll probably throw in um, my uh, the, the finishing of the story too. We might as well just lump it all together in this anniversary episode. I think this is going to be the anniversary episode. And you know, no notes, no nothing, just going off. So um, I will continue and talk to you later. Peace. So um, we, I finished up the. Revive Our Hearts, um, Grounded, um, one of the, uh, conference was going on during the little break sessions, I was giving my, uh, thoughts as it was going, but this time I just decided to just wait to end and just, um, talk about what happened, and, wow, <laughs> um, I mean, Wow. I'm like going through my notes. Um, I have to say, this morning when he kicked it off, because he already hit me at the end, um, Pastor Chris Brooks. Um, he, he usually be on Moody Radio, I think, on the weekdays. Um, and I listen to his program sometimes while I'm doing work in the background, but not as much. Um, you know, he says some profound things, but I think by the time he comes on, I'm just like super busy. So I'm not really, really listening. But this weekend, he, the confirmations that he was giving me. So, um... I think I already went over that it's a, it was about being grounded in a shaken world. That was the thing. And so the first night, just reviewing that real quickly, was grounded in Christ. Um, Nancy, what's her name? Demos was saying that, was doing that. Grounded in community, uh, Dana Gresh. She's also, um, I believe, on on Moody Radio. This is by Revive Our Hearts that was doing this conference. And then Chris Brooks, Pastor Chris Brooks, he ended the first night with Grounded in Hope. And so in the morning, when we got to the morning session, it, you know, they kicked it off with worship. So God is really speaking to me about meditating and using the Psalms to worship. Um, as we were meditating, he was reading before we got into the song because I think Psalm 90 um, was a song that we actually were singing in the worship. Um, and then when we were doing that, it was like God put it on my heart that these Psalms could be our expression of worship like true pure worship to him and I need to meditate and to get like this is what I was receiving from God just telling me I need to meditate on those psalms and then particularly 
he's been having me in the 90s <laughs> in the Psalms. Psalm 90 is where we started. Psalm 91, he brought that to my attention, I say, in August. And then not Psalm 92. And um, I think I wrote um, and any other song the Holy Spirit gives to me. And then right after, shortly after that, Psalm 119. Um, and so um, I think I'm just going to spend some time in the Psalms. Um, just soak up and, and meditate in that. But after that, um, Chris hit it out of the park. I know that was the Holy Spirit, the uh, Lord, um, when he was on his theme, the theme of grounded in God's word. Um, and he was talking about the parable of the sower, but Matthew 13, he wasn't, he didn't take it from Matthew 13, which I've always looked at it as, um, to go get my Bible and find out when, but when, you know, I, I started looking at it as the four hearts, the four different hearts and the different soil, um, but <clears throat> he he took us at the, the, the version that Luke gives, um, talks about it, Luke 8, I think because it was short and he only had a, a short amount of time, um, and so... I just wanted to go over some because, like I said, he a lot of confirmations came from him. <laughs> like they were powerful. Um, God was talking to me about him blessing. God was talking to me specifically about he blessed um, the fruit. He blessed with fruit of the womb um, when he wills. He blesses us. Um, and it says, oh, confirmation, I think I've been dealing with, and I've been probably um, speaking on this for a long time. I've been telling, um, even saying it on this podcast, that God wants your heart. He wants a relationship with you. Um, and he's been mentioning, he mentioned that, so it was another confirmation. Um So, um, let's see. Oh, the biggest one that he was, uh, when he was talking, well, Another thing I wrote down. Um, Because he was saying that this whole parable about the soil and the heart and stuff was a reference from Isaiah 6, 9 through 10, which it says God uh, refers to the hardness of uh, the people's heart with their religious expectations. Um, that they try to thrust on God. And we are guilty of doing that now. We have a set of what we think um, God is all about. And we are trying to fit God into how we do things instead of the other way around. 
like his word. And there was another confirmation because that's what, kind of what he was saying. He was saying that um, when God is speaking to us in this word, um, are we listening like where we're understanding what he's saying to us um, and we're hearing it? Or, and he, he mentioned that the word listen when he said, those that have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of saying. That that phrase he was saying, and I want to go into go into that deeper and actually look at it. But I kind of believe it rings true because he said, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say?" We, when we listen to him, we are obeying. <laughs> we are. It means you're ready to obey. You listen, and then you go out and do it. We're his servants. And so that was just a confirmation. We cannot call ourselves servants of the Lord and we're disobedient to what his word is saying. And that's, that thing, it just really hit me. It was this confirmation left and right. And he asked the question about um, what kind of heart is ours? And I had to admit that my heart because he said we were for he was like <laughs> it was funny because um you know off top like I'm thinking okay we all go through the different hearts um different layers in the hearts and stuff we might be the hard heart or the shallow heart because he was telling us the different um hearts that's in there and you know I'm thinking okay I went through all of those different ones. But now I think I'm on the path of being a good heart. And then as he starts speaking more about that divided heart, I'm like, I think I'm more on that. <laughs> You're like, because it's like, it's only when, and it's only because of what I was looking at, my track record of in the past when things have come up, I get so um, divided on some of these, these things. But I'm just so glad it hit me and it was convicting. And so um, I wrote down, because it was confirmation, before he even asked, what kind of heart are you? I wrote that I have to watch out for having a divided heart. But I know that because I know that God wants our whole heart. He don't want our heart to be divided. And I know when I... um, came to the God, I think I've said this so many times on here, that when I came to God, I wanted to come with him with my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole soul, my whole everything, Um, and then I I always say, and I got confirmation on this, on another thing that I was looking at, um, and it just popped up, but I want Jesus to sit on the throne of my heart and just rule, by his word, being able to, to to move me in the direction that he wants me to go. Um, and that was his confirmation um, because Chris was saying that we need a heart transplant. Now, this was the part that was confirmation because I know I've been speaking about this too and praying about it, that God will give us a new heart. Um, he'll give us that heart of flesh. And he said to that the only way we are able to um, 
be that good heart and have that good heart is that we we have to recognize when we have the bad heart and we have to I truly believe believe that God is gonna when we listen to him because we recognize the bad heart that he's giving he's that's the process of him giving us the good heart and we have to let it once again we have to be obedient through the power of his holy spirit inside of us helping us to be obedient to him um giving us the strength you know showing us what way to go and to walk and and being led by the holy spirit so his session really impacted me the most we had to do a, a survey at the end and I definitely clicked on him. Um, what's her name? Kim. Uh, I feel like Kim Cash Tate. Her or Kim Ta- Tate Cash. I don't know. Her her impacted me. Even Nancy, they, they, you know, it was some good, solid teaching. Um, they impacted me too. But his was like really, really confirmation. Like, it was really good. Um. So I'm definitely going to go and soak back into those and review that stuff. Um, the next one was uh, grounded in his in God, oh, uh, grounded in his good design. Her name was Mary. I can't pronounce her last name. Um, and she, I think my thing was acting up a little bit during her. And then I think I had to run out to the store. So I wasn't able to like. Um, look at it um, with as much detail and even with Chris some of his stuff was it was messing up a little bit during his but I'm thankful because they you know we will have access to the live stream until December 31st I'm gonna go back and and to look at to some of that Um, look at some of the teachings again a little bit more slow and then I'll probably be able to press pause on some stuff because it was live so I wasn't able to press pause on the things that I needed to pause on but she was talking about um grounded in God's um good design and the topic was gender identity and that's what I did write that down so I could at least know what they were focusing on. And I believe she started in Genesis, but I didn't get the chance to write down the scripture. And then they had a testimony that I thought was really impactful um, from Laura Beth Perry. So her, her uh, testimony was really, really impactful and powerful. And it was a confirmation. I did get a confirmation. I think it was from Laura. um, On our identity being in Christ. And um, fellowshipping with the local church. Because she she really said when she was struggling. um, Because she was thinking that if she goes into some of these churches. They would be able to. Because of what she was going through. Her testimony was. She actually went through the surgery of getting the trans, you know, getting, um, you know, I think she turning from a girl to a guy and she actually went through with it. She had everything done and like her testimony is just so powerful, man. I just, I don't know. It was just powerful because she was like, um, when God started to work on her and bringing her back and then she thought she was just going (laughs) to, it was funny, but because I did laugh. She was like, when God was bringing her, um, calling her um, to himself, she's thinking, oh, I'm going to be the 
the, the godliest man of God ever. And little does she knew God was calling her back to who he called her. And she, she, you know, gave a testimony on that whole thing. And he helped even guided her back to her natural uh, gender. And I just, her testimony was powerful um, on her sharing that. And I thought it was really good that she shared that and that she is continuing to share it. Um, it was, you you could feel the love in her um, and the honesty that she had. I just, um, I really hope that I'll be able to listen to the live stream again so I can like, get some of those parts that was like messing up um and then some of the stuff she was saying about you know the confirmation that I was getting um about my story I I, I told I shared my uh, spiritual abuse story and the, the bitterness <laughs> that was in me she shared some of that stuff too and the hardness of heart it was confirmation for me on um that, I think we all in the body of Christ struggle with that, but we can't stay there. We got to uproot it. And I believe the Bible um, mentioned that. Don't let any bitter root um, grow in you. You got to uproot that stuff. And that's what the Holy Spirit is for, to, to um, cut that stuff out of us. The Word of God through the, the, through the um, Word of God that's going to read us back. And so um, the next one was grounded in all season. Now, this lady was so inspirational. Her name was Susan Hunt. She's 81 years old, and she gave a wealth of scripture. Um, I'm going to go back and and actually read those um, scriptures that she uh, mentioned, but she was in the Psalms, and she, um, the thing that touched me the most from her was um, that was confirmation because I'm just sharing some of the stuff that really really touched me and some of the confirmations that and when I say that confirmations is stuff that in my alone time with God that he's been speaking to me to my heart and then you know, I'm listening to these people speak, and then he's repeating it. He's speaking it to them and having them repeat it and say it out loud. So she, um, so the confirmation was that she said we have to live a life of repentance. And God was speaking that to my heart, too, that we have to live a life of repentance. Repentance is not just something when you initially come to um, the body of Christ. Your life is a, a life of repentance. And she said that, and it was confirmation. And so the last session that they had was staying grounded. Um, and that's Nancy DeMoss. Uh, I can't never pronounce her last name, but um, what she, she always gives some really good biblical teachings. Um, She was talking about, just to sum this up, what we add to our faith. Um, And I I truly, like I said, we cannot do any of this stuff on our own. We must, we have to cling 
to uh, the Holy Spirit. And I think the key that she was saying is we have to know about God. And I learned this like a long time ago in my um, alone, quiet times with him. I love my alone, quiet times with him because it's intimacy that I have. Um, And she was linking, which I was looking at that too. Like the know to know God is like this this intimacy, even like a sexual intimacy. Because he said he would be one with us. He will live it with us. So it is, it, it's not in a fleshy kind of way when we say that. It's just like being one with us. Um, be living among us. Because I don't think he will be intimate. He will not live in a place where we are well we don't know him and we're knowing everything we know we're we're knowing the world oh that just popped in my head it's like we either gonna know god or we're gonna know this world we're gonna be intimate with this world or we're gonna be intimate with god and so that was just confirmation um because i i learned that like a long time ago and then the other confirmation i think i wrote it down um, well, it wasn't really confirmation. It's something that, yeah, actually it was. She was saying, um, let me go back. So the things to add to the faith, um, virtue, goodness, um, and then the second, knowledge, third, self-control, fourth, uh, perseverance, fifth, godliness, sixth, brotherly, uh, kindness, affection, and then the last is love. And she was giving these uh, things that I didn't really write too many notes because she said she was going to send us something in the mail, in the email. Uh, so I'm not going to go over that because they're not all clearly written down because I just wrote the gist. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to go touch at the one that uh, was the confirmation. Um, and that was... Oh, um, she was, she, they were mentioned in this body of Christ thing. They was touching on this church um, throughout. And she said, we must have this devotion because, you know, the brotherly love, um, brotherly kindness. And what that looks like is a climate in the body of Christ where people will be more honest with each other and um, have that space of openness to be more honest was the confirmation with me because of um, the story that I went through with my spiritual abuse. I didn't feel like that was a space for me to be honest or um, and even because when I did, people didn't understand. Um, So that was confirmation and it's confirmation on me going back um, because I see God is working. Um, Even on some of the people in the body of Christ, it, it has changed. People's hearts have changed because Things in the world has changed. There's people out there that we're supposed to be that light. Um, we're supposed to reflect his light, um, you know, and be there. And then another thing that was uh, was the confirmation, always is love. Um, but last, before the whole pandemic got the way it is, not last year, but 2019, I remember telling one of my sister friends that I wanted to be able to see clearly spiritually. I wanted to have a spiritual vision. 
Um, I'm, I, 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 at that time, I recognized I was blind in 2019, and I couldn't see anything. Now, people that know me know that I do wear glasses, and everything is blurry. I don't see anything. Um, I, you know, I see, but I can't. Everything is blurry. Um, but I wanted, I wanted, I, I, I long for, regardless of my physical sight. I want to be able to see things spiritually better. See things the way God see it. Hear them, listen to them, obey them, all that stuff. Um, and at the time, I didn't know what it all entailed. I just know that I want to be prepared. <laughs> and it took some time. Because even when I said that in 2019, I think God did it on purpose. He, he had to show me. Because I think I'm slow when it comes to some stuff. When it comes to, he has to show me. Um, so he showed me just how spiritually blind and um, unprepared I am. Because 2020 hit, and he showed me. See, that was me speaking to you, but I'm gonna show you how unprepared, how you can't see, you don't know what's going on out here. Um, but now I see he is sharpening. And helping me, and um, you know, helping me to understand. And it's only by Him. It's only um, by His power and everything where He's 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 uh, helping me to see better. Um, in my natural sight, I am nearsighted. So this is like confirmation because she wrote down. Um, I think after you know being able to. Um, when we add these things to our faith we'll be able to have clear eyesight and she said a person who don't have these things added to their faith and, and, and when you can't see spiritually she said this person will lack these things um, they will be blind and short sighted and that's pretty much just saying nearsighted you can only see the things that is uh, close up front. You're not able to see and perceive and have that discernment to kind of see what's coming. Um, and and because like the old God will warn His people. He will get. He will prepare you for things. But if you aren't communing with Him, you're not gonna be prepared. You're only gonna be able to see what's out there in the physical and what the people out there is telling you. <laughs> Um, so that was, I think that, I think the last thing, last confirmation of the actual conference that I got, um, at the end, they, um, prayed a blessing over us and it was all good blessing, but the confirmation, which I know God has been telling me is that I need to, um, he, he always says be slow to speak, uh, slow to anger, um, and, uh, quick to listen, but he definitely been saying when I do speak, I need to speak the truth, um, 
particularly about lies. This is confirmation because like in the beginning of this year, 2020, I heard him clearly was like mentioning lies, lies. Like, you know, that this world is just just lies, (laughs) constant lies going on all throughout the world. And we need to stop lying to ourselves. And he was saying that I need to start speaking the truth. I can't be speaking lies. Tell the lie. And that was the thing that she prayed. Women will go out against the lies of the enemy. Now, I was like, oh! (laughs) And I wrote it down immediately because that's what God was saying. Um, That we, as the church need to go out not just women but she's particularly men and women because I know God told me about it um but we as the body of Christ need to go out against the lies of the enemy and the truth is we need to 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 stick to this truth and it goes back to Chris saying you know Pastor Chris we can't be Fixing the word to fit our lifestyle, we have to adjust to it. We have to adjust our lifestyle to the word, not the word. The word is not going to adjust its life. No. <laughs> and so um, that was the big takeaway, too. Um, that, you know, because God, you know, gave me, you know, put this on my heart to. Like I said, this podcast was just supposed to be um, journaling about my um, law school journey. And it turned into, you know, sharing what God's doing and his word. It's crazy how he works. Um, It's mind-blowing. We can never understand and fathom um, the depths of God. So then after that... I'm trying to think, did I get any more confirmations? We did have, um, after the conference, there was this digging deeper post-conference, which was kind of fun and stuff. So people came on there. They was talking. Susan Hunt came back on. Kim Kim Cash Cash Tate and Mary, that I can't remember how to pronounce her last name, and I don't want to mispronounce it, came back. And um, Nancy DeMoss, she came back and she was, for this uh, post-conference session, she really, um, like, was speaking some really good um, words of wisdom. And she was talking about Peter and um, she she even, when she was speaking about Mark 8 uh, through 9, Mark chapter 8 and chapter 9, because that's what she wanted, she was talking about. She kind of went into another teaching quickly. Um, she made, she, she, uh, the Holy Spirit, through her um, bringing these, this scripture up, kind of like amplified that I never noticed before. I mean, we all noticed that Peter is the one that, you know, t- took Jesus to the side, but I never focused on the part in the word where it says Peter rebuked the Lord. I never noticed that ever. Like, <laughs> crazy. 
I know I always knew that he took him to the side, but I never noticed that he began to correct um, the Lord on when he was saying that he was going to suffer and be rejected by the elders and all of that stuff. Um, and she was, um, you know, bringing, you know, I read that part and, and Jesus had to rightly correct him. Let's let that be known. But she was saying, you know, us being here and getting all of this stuff, eventually we're going to have to come back down um, from this experience and go back out into the world, go back to some of the churches that we may not have a really good relation with their relationship with everybody in there, um, go back into our families and our workplace. And, and you know, things are going to be um, crazy and hectic. And she was telling a story about her, a personal story that I really, really um, um, kind of like that she did mention um, what she saw in herself that she didn't like. Um, and I think the Lord was working on her about that. Um, and she, you know, and that's with us. Like when she mentioned that story, I remember with me that I had to think about, you know, when this, cause this is what she said was when that person got on your last nerve and your reaction, it ain't this reaction that you're having all up, you feeling right now. And I was like, you know, yeah, you know, there is those times when you just lose it. Um, and she said what I thought was good, um, and I think some other people mentioned it, was what we need to do. Um, oh, going back with Peter, she was saying that we like the glory stuff, we like the the highness and, and all of this, these good things that we're seeing, but she reminded us that this call um, to Jesus is a call to die, a call to die to ourselves. And even with the coming down, she said um, what her advice was, we have to be still, be quiet, and just listen. Here we go again with listening. And then that goes into that reminder that when we do listen, we're being still, we're being quiet with the Lord. We got to be ready to obey what he's trying to tell us. It's like with Hannah, um, no, with Samuel, when he was a child, he said, um, your servant, you know, here I am, your servant is listening. You're not just listening just to get puffed up knowledge. You're listening to obey. That's why he's speaking to us, to obey, to do what he says. And so, um, I, I think it was confirmation. We said we got to go back down and go back into all of the different areas that we have to go back. And it was confirmation because I now I know how. Because I was asking, how am I going <laughs> to... How am I going to be able to do this? Go back into uh, fellowship at your local assemblies. Now I know. I, I think I needed to be at this conference first before I go back to the body um, of local 
assemblies because I'm in the body of Christ, but the local assemblies. And just continue to cling to them and listen is what this is going to be. Um, and point to him. And I was remembering um, Moses because he was always pointing to um, the Lord. So it was a really good conference. I really think my sister friends need to listen to this. Um, look at it, see it, see this conference. And I thought in the beginning, too, that they needed to, but... I didn't get no response from them. One girl, one of them, uh, my sister friends was saying, no, this is for you. But I still think it's <laughs> now that I actually experienced, yes, definitely it's, it was for me because all of the confirmations. But I do think they would benefit from it too. So I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it really helped strengthen, renewed, re- rebuke, corrected me. Um, and um, everything revived. Um, I think, you know, when my work week start, I feel like I got the strength, the fuel that I need to be able to get through um, the week. So I'm just thankful and I'm excited for what God is going to do um, in my life and in the life of other people. Um, yeah, so... I'm going to end it here. This is probably going to be a really, really long episode, but um, hopefully it's some, you know, hopefully it helps somebody and um, you guys just, you know, be blessed and maybe um, you'll hear me on another episode. What you got to do is stay tuned. Bye-bye.